Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This hour of Hit and Run is brought to you by Northwestern Football. The Wildcats have the best home schedule in the nation this fall, hosting Michigan, Notre Dame, and more at Ryan Field. Tickets to both games are available with season tickets only by now at nusports.com. I would not be worried if I was a Cubs fan about the Brewers. I just, I wouldn't be. The thing I got to tell you is one of your uh, guys, Bart Winkler in the morning, was on the Hit and Run show this morning and basically told the Cubs guys that uh, Brewers don't have a chance to win the division or the wild card. Threw Council under the bus, he threw Stearns under the bus, and he telling the Brewers fans all year they're not going to do this, and, th- and they're not. They don't have enough. It was the most disgusting interview <laughs> I've ever heard from a Milwaukee sports radio guy. To be truthful, I, I uh, he should be fired. <laughs> Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. I'm Barry Rosner. That's Joe Ostrowski. We're with you for another hour. That was Frank from, I have to assume, Sheboygan. And I don't know why I picked Sheboygan, but I just I like the name. So that's the one I usually pick. He doesn't like me either, if it makes Bart Winkler feel any better. If you ever guys ever listen to Hit and Run, this Rosner guy <laughs> never, ever says a good thing about the Brewers. Right now, it's time to go out to the score hotline, where we're joined by Bart Winkler of 105.7 The Fan in Milwaukee. You can follow him on Twitter at WinksThinks. You can hear him right now on Hit and Run, where he's almost certain to get in very big trouble again. Good morning, Bart. Thanks for your time today. No, I got my pom-poms today. I got my cheerleader outfit on. I got my uh, blue and gold eye black to wear to talk brewers with you guys and be a, a PR advocate for the ball club I like. Well, that's your job. I mean, that's your job, Bart, <laughs> is to cheerlead for your team and nothing yeah. else. Uh, boy, that became quite a thing last time, didn't it? Yeah, you know, it's a passionate fan base up here, as most of these cities are throughout the, the country. But I think the thing that is bothering Brewer fans this year, and myself included, is the way that it's happening is so similar to what we saw last season with Milwaukee, where they start out hot. And then the Cubs acquire more pieces at the deadline. The Brewers acquire some, but maybe not the right pieces and maybe not the pieces that, that the fans wanted. And then the Cubs quickly take over, and now the Cardinals are in the mix, and then you're in jeopardy of missing out on the playoffs again. They had a year in 2014 where they started very hot, collapsed. They had 2017 where they couldn't get it done, and now 2018 where despite everything that's going on, the trades that some might think not make sense, including me, the situations where they're almost too protective of some of their relievers like Josh Hader, as was maybe the case last night, they're still in the thick of a wild card spot. So they've got a good opportunity over the next month to get in there. It's just a shame that they may not get in there and the Central's pretty much lost. 
Well, with all due respect to Frank, Bart, um, I, I've been waiting for the Brewers. Uh, I mean, I've been talking about this since November. They needed starting pitching. We talked about it over and over and over again in November, in December, and during spring training, and the entire first half and all of July. And now finally, at the end of August, they make their move, and it's Gio Gonzalez. And uh, as as someone who follows baseball and enjoys the game very much, to me, that's very disappointing it's not uh, – it, it's – I don't know. What what should we expect from Gio Gonzalez, do you think, now that he's with the Brewers? I would like to see him get a start, and I don't know if that's even going to happen. He's not scheduled to start this weekend or today. And then the, the uh, council said he's not going to start in the Cubs series, and he may come out of the bullpen. So what? that if you're going to trade for a starter – and I know oh, Gio's had geez. a tough year by his standards yeah. and by many standards. But if you're going to trade for a starter – you know, trade for a starter. Junior Garris pitching today. He struggled. Zach Davies is pitching tomorrow against Chicago, and Davies hasn't been in the big leagues for a long time. Uh, throughout the season, he's been dealing with injuries, and I think they maybe have stretched his rehab starts a little bit, and he'd go down to single A, triple A, double A, not do well in those starts. His last one he did all right in against single A pitching uh, or, or hitting, so you know, we'll see what we get out of the Chicago Cubs. It's a big difference going from Clinton, Iowa, to you know playing the Cubs, a major league affiliate. So I don't know why Gio can't start in front of one of those guys. I don't know why those guys are still necessarily in the rotation. I think when when you talk about wanting starting pitching for the Brewers, even as an outside observer, I'm someone who has you know grown up, lived, and died with this team. I want a starting pitcher, and I think every time we talk to somebody that just follows baseball, they look at the Brewers, and on the surface right away, you know, it's like when a guy is walking around junior high with a big zit on his face, who's going to be the first one to tell him? Everyone else can see it, but they can't. That's what the Brewers are like. Everyone can see that they need some starting pitching, but it's just not happening in Milwaukee. What will happen then is fans like me and fans that I know and talk to We'll try to build up our own guys. Oh, no, uh, Brent Suter's fine. Yeah, he's fine, but he's not – he's a four or five. Oh, Junior Guerra's fine. He's fine. He's a three or a four. Oh, you know, I want a one. And the Brewers were unable to do that in the last two years, and it's costing them, and it could cost them a playoff spot again. And it is disappointing. It's nice to, like, finally, oh, Gio Gonzalez, okay. But if you're going to do that, one, start him, and two, I think it's too little too late. Yeah, I mean, and then, okay, let's say it works. The the fine guys work. You get to the playoffs. You're there. What's most important in the playoffs? Pitching and defense. You have the defense for the most part, but you don't have the pitching. What What's the reaction up there after every Cole Hamill start? Uh, I think we're trying to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. I think we're trying to pretend like like it's not, not happening. And then the, the one thing that Brewer fans will say is, well, Cole Hamill's was – he had the Brewers on a no-trade clause. Right? I saw that, yeah. Okay, but did the Brewers, like, did they ever ask? Did they say, hey, we're okay this year. You want to waive that and come up for two months? You could spend two months in Milwaukee and, like, the only two months of the year where it's nice out. <laughs> you want to come up for that or not? So did we even ask? I don't know. But Brewer fans, I think, I think we know that you let one go by not getting Cole Hamels, and, and so you try to justify it. That's a lot of what being a fan is. You're either going to go all in on the team and be upset or you're going to be, you're going to be an advocate almost for them and make excuses on behalf of them. And I do think that 
we more have a tendency uh, as Brewers fans to do that for whatever reason. I, I don't know, but I think we make excuses for the team a lot. Now, that is sort of turning. The, the way that they're using Josh Hader is, is befuddling to me, and that's a word I never say, so that's how extreme this is. He didn't get used last night in a game where there was a two-hour delay, and then they come back. Joaquin Soria, who has not been, I think, what we thought we were trading for, uh, he's been struggling. He struggled last night. And instead of going to Josh Hader, like the one lights out guy that you have consistently, maybe besides Jeffress, the two all-stars, they go to Dan Jennings again, who Dan Jennings is a guy who was good in the first half of the season, struggling in the second half, but they keep trotting him out game after game. And then they don't bring in Josh Hader for one out and the excuse is we needed him to rest. So I don't know if they're looking long-term with this guy because he's only 24. I don't know if they're really saving him to have him go crazy in October if they get there. But the, the one thing that's been driving Brewer fans nuts the most has been the sort of overprotectiveness of Josh Hader here in the second half. So uh, they hate, you hate all the former White Sox relievers is basically what it comes down to. Well, whoever the Cedeno guy is, he pitched all right <laughs> last night. Uh, uh, I didn't know much about him. Last time we spoke, um, it sounded like the the infield was a bit of a mess. Is that still the case? I think that what happened with the infield was you kept adding pieces to a, a, a – I don't necessarily know if they needed to – or I didn't want them to. I wanted to get maybe the prospects that they used for Moustakis and Scope maybe use that for a pitcher. If you're going to trade these guys, I'm sure there was some way you could have found Kevin Gossman or Jay Happ or, or some sort of pitcher to at least, even if they're not like a Cy Young candidate, at least give the clubhouse the indication that, yeah, we know we need pitching. We're going to go get one. You're going to trade these guys anyway. They're Rule 5 not protected. They're guys that are maybe blocked in the minor leagues. So instead of taking them all and going for one pitcher, they went for Moustakis and Scope. I think what that did, too, was that we moved Travis Shaw around a little bit. Now, he's been doing very well since the since the trades. I think he's a little more motivated. His work at second base isn't, like, at an all-star level, but he's been very suitable there. Moustakis has been fine. I, I did expect more out of him. Brewer fans won't tell you that, though, because anytime we have a guy who we can go, ooh, like for a nickname, like Moose, like John Coon, <laughs> yes. Moose. We love the guy, no matter what. Doesn't matter. As long as we can do that with his nickname, we love him. So I have been a little disappointed with Moustakis. And then Jonathan Scope is a guy that any other team in the league, if you trade for him, you play Jonathan Scope every day. But he came here, was really struggling. And there's a lot of guys that play the same position he does in Milwaukee, even if they try to move him to short. So I've been disappointed about that. To use the term a mess, uh it's it's just it's confusing. It's confusing. There's there doesn't seem to be a plan. They seem to be trading for guys and then trying to figure it out later. How they feel about Daniel Murphy? What happened with Gio Gonzalez? What about Murphy? Are they frustrated about about that? Because they wouldn't. It doesn't look like they would have had to give up much. That's the, the other thing. I mean, with Jonathan Scope, you gave up Jonathan VR, who is doing very well in Baltimore, and then two other minor leaguers. And then the Cubs give up one guy for Murphy. Even for Gio Gonzalez, the Brewers gave up two guys. Like, why does every team that puts a guy on the waiver wire say, 
you know what, either just take him or give us some single-A guy. But the Brewers are like, no, no, we'll give you two, man. Take, take, take whatever you want. Cupboard's full. So that is confusing. And, yeah, Murphy and Cole Hamels and the reinforcements the Cubs have, the Cubs have, it's – yeah, well, yeah, don't rub it in, man. It's frustrating enough already. <laughs> He's Bart Winkler of 105.7, the fan in Milwaukee. Bart, I think you should change your name to Bark. I just think it's a great radio name, Bark Winkler. In fact, you could just go by Bark. Who else would be named Bark? Who, who, who's named Bart? Well, my name is Bart Winkler. I'm a game show host on the radio. <laughs> I'm not that, changing my name to Bark. That's, I'm, that's an insult. I like it though. I'm just, I'm just saying, I like it. You don't have to change your name. It was just a suggestion. I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Um, uh, how come Frank doesn't call us? By the way, how come he doesn't? He dislikes us so much. How come he doesn't call us? Well, I know he's listening now. Well, and he's from Racine, not Sheboygan. Sorry, which Racine's basically Illinois, so you should get that right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't call. Where do you draw he, the got, line? Got where, him to call us. Where do you draw the line as far as it's still part of uh, part of Illinois? Obviously, Kenosha, Pleasant Prairie. Um, what's the uh, where 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 do you draw the line there? Um. Yeah. The, yeah. Right after you get out of Racine, okay. I think I think Wisconsin wants wants credit for this Foxconn, and there's an IKEA down there that we'll take. But <laughs> the thing that bothered me. I went to a gas station in, uh, was it, I think Kenosha. And, you know, when you're on the border and, you know, the the Braves moved long ago and we all had WGN growing up, so there's a lot of people up here that do like the Cubs and the Brewers didn't come until 70. That's fine. So it's sometimes at these gas stations you'll see, like, oh, buy a Packer hat or buy a Cubs hat. You know, it's annoying, but I understand it. But at one of these gas stations it was like, shirts that had the Chicago flag on them and just shirts that said the Windy City. Like, come on, what is that about? There's got to be some state pride. We're seeing in Kenosha. If you guys want them, take them. <laughs> we don't want them. Oh, man. No, we don't want them. No, you're in trouble again. <laughs> this is going to be played back. Bart, explain to me the Curtis Granderson thing, and I, I'm very fond of Curtis Granderson. Uh, great guy, done some great things for this city and has had a really nice career. But what? What's the point of that for the Brewers right now? I think what the Brewers are trying to do is they're just trying to add whatever they can, all hands on deck. And I, maybe Gio Gonzalez has a role in this, Sedano, who they traded for. But with Granderson, I really didn't expect him to be much more than a maybe late pinch hitter, a defensive replacement. And if anything, fill in for Eric Thames, who has been struggling, another lefty struggling in the outfield. So that's what I thought. They're both in the starting lineup today. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The last 24 hours, more concern about the state of the Brewers or Khalil Mack? Well, the Bears fleece the Raiders. I, I don't know what is going on there. Um, I think the Bears, before this trade, I, I think they'd be pretty – I think they're going to be all right. But now with this trade, I just – I'm waiting for the news to come out that says he is not ready to go week one against the Green Bay Packers. Because anytime the Packers play the Bears on a special night, the Bears seem to come up here and, and have their way. Man, that Thanksgiving game where Favre and Rodgers and Starr were all there, and then the Bears beat the Packers, that, that was a crusher. As a grown man, I shouldn't be emitting tears for sports, but I did because I saw those three together, and then 
and then the Bears beat us. So equally uh, crying on both both fronts. You're, you're, I, yeah, the Bears. I mean that defense. You got to be worried. And the, the Packers' offensive line, if they suffer one injury, man, it's going to be feasting time for the Bears, the Vikings, any of these teams. So there's concern there. Uh, I think a lot of people checked out on the Brewers a month ago anyway, wow. so probably more on Khalil Mack. You're forgetting Jay Cutler's first game as a Bear in Green Bay on a Sunday night, which was, I don't yeah. know, I lost track of the, the interceptions. It was at least four, maybe five. So Bart's saying take the seven and a half. Okay. Um, yes, I would. I would, yeah. <laughs> Bart, thank you. Always a pleasure. We appreciate your time, and uh, you don't have to change your name on my account. It's just a suggestion. I was just tossing it. <laughs> it's a bad it. suggestion. Well, no, any suggestion's good. I, I, will, I will at least consider it, Okay. thank you for that. Okay. Considering cool. Bart. Thank you, Bart. We will uh, talk again. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bart. Yeah, all right. See you guys. <laughs> Bart Winkler from 105.7, the fan in Milwaukee. Um, he's mad he's, about everything. He's going to be in it's, trouble. It's so true. Uh, he's going to be in trouble for the Racine thing now. Like well, the and mayor then, of Racine's going to find out, and Frank's going to call him, and then that's going to be a thing. Somebody was tweeting me like, what, what are you doing? Like You keep saying, so uh, how frustrated are you about this? How much does this suck? How about this? <laughs> and you live in Wisconsin. What's going on, Bart? And the Bears got Cleo back. Aaron Rodgers coming for you. Trying to make the guy feel bad, and I'm trying to change his name to Bark. He's never coming on again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a real pick-me-up on a Sunday holiday weekend for him. I like the name. Why, why is that? It's horrible. It is? Yes. It's a free world. You can say whatever you want. See that? That's Frank. Frank is granting, uh, well, he was granting that to Bart. Not Bark, and uh, I assume he would grant that right. to us as well. Frank needs a call. Why what, doesn't what, Frank why he, call? He's ducking us. Uh, now you're now you're trying to start something, aren't you? All right. When we come back, it's Bruce Levine time. We'll see if rather e- that than Eli's. We'll see if Ey Eric Young can get the can get the music right this time. We'll see if we have. Wow. I mean, that's like a thing every week now. Eli, just play the music. <laughs> leave the music up. Let it go. It's part of the thing. You don't have to turn it down. You turn it down, then we can't hear it. Just try to try to get it right this time. This is silly. Bad drop. That's next on Hit and Run on the Score. If you ever guys ever listen to Hit and Run, this Rosner guy never ever says a good thing about the Brewers. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Rosner said, it sounds like a mess in Milwaukee. And you agreed. Just a couple minutes, Bruce Levine here with Barry Rosner and Joe Ostrowski. We have a special treat for you now, though. We asked, we requested, and he delivered. Frank from Racine has called in, and he's now on Hit and Run. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. Thank you for calling. I we hey, just no problem. We wanted an opportunity to thank you for listening because you obviously listen all the time, and we appreciate. Yeah, I, I do. I like I like baseball. I like to get different perspectives and. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> we um we uh I 
I shouldn't speak for Joe. Uh, I mean no disrespect of your Brewers. I just don't think they did enough in the offseason with their with their pitching yeah. to make them a serious contender in in this division. And that's the way it's played out to this point. Um, but they still have a chance to make the playoffs, Frank. Well, and that's that's my contention. Bart likes to say they're the worst team. It sounds like when he talks about them that they're in last place. And last I looked, they're they're right in the mix of the wild card. And if they really got hot like the Cardinals, which is hard to believe, uh, who would have thought Carpenter would have carried that team to this this level? I mean, he's got 35 home runs. You know? Crazy what he's done. It's crazy how yeah. hot he's gotten, how hot the Cardinals have gotten. Yeah. Um, but, Frank, as a big Brewers fan, are you disappointed they haven't done anything about the rotation? Because as a baseball fan, I'm disappointed. I've been well, asking for it since November, and, and they never did anything. Yeah, I, I am to a point. I am to a point. You know, it's it's only the third year in a rebuild. Guys, got to remember that. Stern's got a plan, I'm sure, and, and Bart will say that I'm just letting, you know, in Stern's we trust. But I think he's done a great job up until now. He's really not even used any of the minor leaguers that he's drafted that are coming up soon, Corey Ray, Keston Hera, uh, the deal for Scope, everybody wants to poo-poo that, but Scope's you know, tied up for a year. He's probably going to be the bridge to Keston Hera next year. And, um, you know, he's looking at the big picture, even though it's a, a year that he could have got there maybe. You know, how many prospects does he spin away to maybe beat the Cubs? The Cubs are a good team, don't get me wrong. They're a damn good team, and they probably deserve to be right where they are because they've, they've done what they had to do play-wise. But like anything else, uh, the Brewers are still in contention, and Bart always makes it sound like they're out of it. Last I saw, they got 76 wins. They win another 14, that's 90 wins. That's not too bad. And, and Frank, it's something I battle every week, and I'm with you. I, I bring up the Brewers to Barry Rosner, and he sh- he says, "What are you talking about? Who are the Brewers? They, they don't have any starting pitching. Get out of my face." <laughs> that's See, right. And Frank's laughing at you because he knows that's not true. Frank, thank right. you for calling. Uh, hey, one thank, more thing. Thank one you for thing. listening. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, next time you bring somebody from Milwaukee to, on your show, why don't you ask Tim Allen from the store to come on? He'll give you a more balanced look at the Brewers. <laughs> Eli, he's coming for your job. Thank you, Frank. All right. Thanks for listening. We appreciate him both calling and especially listening. Bart will say that I'm just letting, you know, in Stearns we trust. The bottom hour of Hit and Run is brought to you by Northwestern Football. The Wildcats have the best home schedule in the nation this fall, hosting Michigan, Notre Dame, and more at Ryan Field. Tickets to both games are available with season tickets only by now at nusports.com. See that? Bending fences, Joe. That's what we're doing. We're getting along with our Wisconsin brethren because that's what we do. We're all about uh, holding the hands and skipping rocks here on Hit and Run on the Score. Right now, it's time to go out to the Score Hotline where we're joined by Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. Follow him on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. You hear him right now on Hit and Run. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, guys. Yeah, uh, interesting uh, month left of the season. Uh, the Chicago Cubs certainly uh, looking like a team that uh, can make it to the finish at the top of the division. But uh, I-, I think it's been a, a great year for uh, the Central Division with uh, the Brewers hanging around all year and, and certainly uh, St. Louis being the resurgent team uh, 
rebuilt on the fly and uh, now a, a scary team to Cub Nation. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, Bruce. I didn't see the Cardinals thing coming. I didn't, uh, I didn't expect that kind of a run. We'll see if they can maintain that pace for another month. But certainly appears as though both of those teams will make the playoffs uh, and the Cubs will face one of them in the first round. How, do, how does that? Uh, what does that series feel like to you? A month, granted, a month from now. But what does it feel like to you? Well, it feels like you know if it's, it's, it's the Cardinals, uh, they represent a young, aggressive team that uh, probably isn't that playoff experience. Uh, they haven't made it for a couple of years, and a lot of the contributors now are guys that were in the minor leagues at the beginning of this year. Doesn't mean that they're not going to compete their butts off and and fight against you, but um, you know certainly uh, if Hamels continues his run here and Lester uh, holds on and is the pitcher that he has been all year, uh, you know the Cubs are, are certainly going to be a favorite in that first round. If uh, if indeed um, you know uh, depend depending on who makes it out of the wild card. What did you think of Chris Bryant last night, and what are your expectations the rest of the way? Well, it's such an important player. I mean, you see all these teams like uh, Milwaukee adding the Grandersons and Gio Gonzalez at the end, and and those are you know those are good moves. And some of these moves are going to help them win certain games they might not. You know, Granderson might hit a a home run twice to win games for Milwaukee that they normally wouldn't. Uh, Gonzalez might give them six solid innings in a spot where they won't. But Chris Bryant, you know, you're getting a, a superstar back, hopefully near to ninety percent of who he was. Um, for the last month of the season in a playoff run. And more important, you know, what you forget about is the versatility of Chris Bryant and the fact, you know, today he's out in right field, a position they desperately need really good defense in now with Hayward out until the 10th of September. When you look at that dynamic, it's, uh, it's horribly uh, underrated uh, because of the fact that the, the Cubs have just average to below average outfield defense when Elmora is not out there and when Hayward's not out there. And uh, Elmora's playing time, if you noticed, over the last uh, two months has dropped as his slugging percentage. Uh, they've gone hand-in-hand with him more bench time. But the outfield defense, you know, if, if you start a particular game and you have Schwarber in left and you have Happ in center Ooh. and now you have Brian in right, that, that makes it a lot better. Happ you know, just a, a he's an average corner outfielder. He's a below average center fielder. Uh, Schwarber's certainly made some leaps and bounds, but uh, as far as range goes, you know, not going to be able to get to certain balls. So uh, that that's the thing I look at. I'm I'm a defense freak, and when you see a guy like Hayward go down, uh, you look at a 10 game or 12 game gap. That that to, to me is significant, and it's something that you have to pay attention to. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Campland RV. It's the model year clearance at Campland RV. Select 2018 models are priced to move to make way for the 2019s. Interested in 2019s? They're arriving on the lot daily. Campland RV, RV buying made easy. Just a short drive off I-94 in Burns Harbor, Indiana. Bruce, Daniel Murphy is the epitome of the modern hitter. He can jump on uh, a ball early in a count and try to elevate something if he guesses right. Uh, as he gets to two strikes, he looks to spray the ball wherever the ball is pitched. It's really something to watch. It's so professional. It's really it's really a joy to see someone like that. Um, who does he remind you of? I mentioned Wade Boggs that was earlier. It. I, wa- I wonder if uh, that's someone... It. That's the cop, Barry. That's the guy? Okay. Yeah, I mean, only because, you know, 
we watched him, and you saw the intelligence of Boggs, uh, you know, picking at the uh, hole between short and third, then moving over, then driving the ball to to, um, to right center field. I mean, you know, it's it's almost like his plan is better than the pitcher and catchers, okay? And that's what you see. I think you see the, the huge IQ of Murphy's at-bats, and at, at certain spots he's going to go, you know, I'm going to try to drive this ball. Maybe it'll be a double. might go out of the ballpark, but it's going to be a hard line drive to right center. Um, that's what you see there. And, and uh, for the fact that he doesn't run well or defend well, he has changed the dynamic of the Cub offense totally. There, there is that uh, feel-good uh, that the Cubs – uh, top of the order really hasn't had since Dexter Fowler was at his peak in 15 and 16 with the Cubs. Uh, that uh, I think emanates down the rest of the lineup, uh, you know, significantly over these what is it 10 games now? Where they've, they've lost maybe one uh, that he started, maybe two. But uh, the reality is, is that he has changed the way people feel about it. Now you're adding Bryant back to that uh, that group, so it's a it's a significant. Uh, addition that um, you know will be looked at back at as something that helped them win a division. Terrence Gore among those called up yesterday. Do you think he's in play to make an NLDS roster where you don't need as many pitchers? No, just don't think you can afford it. Uh, you know, again, that one Joe, you're right. That one speed player could change a game around, especially in because of the fact that those games are all close games usually in the playoffs and he could score from first on a double or steal a bag and score you know Dave Roberts like uh, back in the day when the Red Sox uh, came back from 4-0 down to beat the or 3-0 down to beat the Yankees in the ALCS I just I don't think so but your point is well taken it could happen because you you can you can't survive with that extra position player because you're not going to have five starting pitchers in your rotation. So, um, but there, I mean, who else sits, uh, for Gore? I mean, would you rather have, would you rather have Hap or would you rather have Listella? Uh, would you rather have Listella coming off the, 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 uh, bench and getting you a big, uh, seventh inning hit than Gore? I think that's what it would, uh, would get down to. Is Bodie locked in? Um, yeah, it's a fair question. I would say, not really, depending on the health of the rest of the roster. Oh, great! You're kicking Brooks Robinson off the roster. <laughs> That's great, Bruce. Yeah, no, I, you know he's been what a nice addition. Uh, I'm not ready to put him in the Hall of Fame yet. Very near your uniform that is so prominently shown at the Hall of Fame. By the way, people don't know that. Why don't you fill them in? I think uh, we'll try to we'll try to squeeze that in today. He scored Baseball Insider no, Bruce not. Levine. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse and uh, always on Sundays with us on Hit and Run. Bruce, the other night, Ronaldo Lopez, early in the game, was throwing 90, 91, and really struggling. And with each inning, he got he uh, he found more velocity, he found better control, and really worked his way through that game. And um, I think he's beat the, is, has he beat the Yankees twice in the last month? I believe it is, or right. uh, maybe it's one of their other stars. I think I, I have, for some reason, had it in my mind that, uh, yeah, he's beaten the Yankees twice in uh, in the last month. Um, what what was going on in that game? What changed from early in that start 
to later in that story. I guess there was a mechanical change, you know, uh, where he was just kind of leaving his arm back. And I think Cooper and uh, and uh, Ricky Renneria kind of helped him identify it. You know, the, the beautiful thing about and the uh, underreported thing about Ricky Renneria and what Cooper have done this year is get those young guys out there and make them compete even when they probably shouldn't stay out there in the early innings. Uh, you know, you would see more competitive teams uh, get a pitcher out after three innings if he didn't have it. With Lopez, um, with Giolito, uh, these guys in particular, uh, you saw them have rough innings, rough games where their ERA, ERA skyrocketed, but then they got through six innings and 100 pitches, and they, be, they, they got to understand what it takes to go out there and compete at the major league level and be out there for a hundred pitches. And I, I think that's going to serve them well going forward, the, the way that these uh, guys were handled and treated. It is player development at the major league level. It gets ugly sometimes, but I think you're seeing a better Giolito, a better Lopez for it at the end of the year here. And uh, how many p- people would have predicted Giolito uh, would be uh, doing what he's doing at this point uh, when we were looking at him early in the year and saying, you know what, this guy clearly should go back to the minor league. No, he so, was a bust out, Bruce. Yeah. I mean, the calls we got were uh, were all oh, about send he, him down. He's a bust out. Yeah. Send him down. Get him out of here. He's never going to amount to anything. So, and the, you know, and the White Sox have their plan. You know, again, uh, looking at tomorrow, uh, Rick Hahn's going to talk certainly about Eloy Jimenez and praise what he's done this year and talk about uh, the future and the fact that uh, he's probably going to play winter ball and that he's done uh, just about everything we can. And, and people are going to you know, scream, why isn't he out there? Why is he different uh, than Kopech? And it is, uh, it is much different uh, when you're talking about a possible superstar in his seventh year. I don't see any Cub fans complaining about the fact that Chris Bryant now was held back and that they'll, they'll have an extra year of control over him. Uh, that's the business of baseball. It might, it might suck. It might need to be changed or uh, dealt with through the CBA the next time they do it. But nonetheless, um, I think White Sox fans will be very happy uh, that Eloy Jimenez is a White Sox player for an extra year uh, after he's brought up sometime in uh, in April next year. We are in 100% agreement with you on that, Bruce. Thanks for your time today. We always appreciate it, and we look forward to spending more time with you next week on Hit and Run. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Bruce. That's SCORE Baseball Insider Bruce Levine. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. I got about 15 things I still want to get to. Um, There are managers checking in around baseball today on Joe West and what happened last night. Oh, sweet. Yes. Good. I want to hear about that. We'll do that next here on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Joe West just knows what he's doing. Certainly does. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner, final few minutes with you. I want to mention a few things before we get to Joe West, Joe Ostrowski. Yeah. Uh, There's a special on MLB Network tonight on Hawk Harrelson. Looks fascinating. It's on at 7 o'clock. You may want to DVR that. Um, It's Hawk Harrelson Day over on the south side. You're going over there. You're taking your family, some friends. You're going over. You got some cheap tickets. Sunday's very cheap tickets on the south side. I know you're going over there. And getting the hawk nesting, I, whatever that. So since thing I'm is. still here, I don't think there's any way I'm going to get it on time. I don't think that's. Well, is your happen. family getting there before you? 
No. Well, I think we can hook you up. I think uh, you I know, need the hawk nesting egg thing. We will. We'll, <laughs> what did you call it? What I said? I, did, I, I, I don't know. It's like those <laughs> those Russian dolls you right. see. The you know, hawk the, is a GM with a cowboy hat, right? Hawk is a player, and Hawk is a broadcaster. Yeah. I like it. Um, but this special ought to be fascinating. He's had a fascinating life. And, um, I mean, most most Sox fans that I know really enjoy Hawk Harrelson and, and what a homer he is and uh, and will miss him. Um, he is uh, he's nearing the end. So, anyway, that special's on at 7. Yes, Eli, you're, you're waving like a madman. Well, before Joe West, uh, for Hawk, for Hawk fans out there, this was him a couple nights ago with Steve Stone during the Red Sox game. Do you think we're ever going to see a balanced schedule again, or do you think we're going to see the schedule like it is now, where teams from the East and the West come to Chicago one time? So guys like Mike Trout, you're only going to see him three or four games a year. That's going to be it. Do you see him ever coming in twice again? Yeah, I do. In fact, I see him coming in a lot more than that. The ultimate thing, and I think... It's going to be a while. It won't be in my lifetime. It might be in yours, but it's not going to be in mine. When they divide it up, I think you're going to see the Sox and the Cubs playing 17, 18 times a year. Javi Baez is sitting at uh, 29 homers and 99 RBI. With a two ninety eight batting average and an OPS of nine oh three. Um writers like round numbers. Those are some good round numbers he's about to get to. And as much as, you know, we say that uh, batting average doesn't matter, be good for him to hit 300 this year. I mean, as he attacks this this MVP race. Yeah, and he's starting so, to again. It's just like I mentioned to you yesterday when we were talking about it. He's just go, he's so streaky. Yep. I mean, an unbelievable season. There's no question about that. But he'll just go a few days where he does nothing, then boom. He just brings the hammer. We got about forty seconds. What do you got on All Joe? All right, West? this is this is Joe Madden today talking about Joe Weston uh, confiscating the card last night from Austin Davis. Madden said it's permissible. I don't understand why it wasn't permissible. As long as it's not attached to some kind of device that can alter or doctor the baseball, it's no big deal. Alex Cora also checked in on this before White Sox Red Sox. We are going to call it the Joe West rule now. He admitted he had no idea whether it was legal or not. Just decided he was going to do it. I'm just going to do this because I am the Lord and I will decide the rules in baseball. Then he called the league office and they said, no, we never heard anything about this. What's it? I, I would say problem? people around baseball are laughing, but they're not. They're ticked off because he strikes again. Trying to get me riled up one more time. We're leaving. It's fine. Before we go. Take it out on Eli on the way out the door. EY. Eric Young, our producer. Um, Sandberg in 1990. This is a weird memory I have. I do not know why. But uh, he, uh, what, Eli? I know we got to go. Jesus. All right, never mind. Started late. I'll tell you the Sandberg story next year, next week, (laughs) or maybe never. I don't know. Time for thank yous to EY, our producer. Great job, as always. Thanks to our guests, Lucas Giolito, Bart Winkler, and Bruce Levine. Thanks for calling. Thanks for texting. Most of all, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you spending some of your Sunday with us. Stay tuned now for the Cubs pregame show starring Zach Zayman and featuring Joe Madden, Jim Hickey, Len Casper, and Ron Coomer. And then it's Cubs baseball with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer right here on the radio home, the Chicago Cubs. Sean Lester and Aaron Nola. Oh, my, that is worth the price of admission. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody.
I carpool with McGowan to the ballpark in the morning. McGowan! Are you kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses! How about that for a sec? This Rosner guy. So long, everybody. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.